0: It's time, it's time, time, time to get in the zone, time
2: to get in the zone,
0: with the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast, with Al and Brian.
2: The other player I want to talk about today, and this is a past 49ers, the finalists for the Hall of Fame came out. Patrick Willis is on there again, just one of fifteen. I've been talking forever. It's a lot of 49ers fans have that he deserves to be in. He should be in the Hall of Fame. And we had Clark Judge was on the show years ago. It might have been right after Willis retired, actually. But we're talking about his Hall of Fame candidacy. And he was like, kind of described what the process was a little bit. And he says he looks for a player who is, were they one of their top two players in their era at their position? And the argument he made, well, Urlacher's there. Ray Lewis was there. So was Willis. And if you look at if you look at the resume, mm-hmm. yes, Willis was. So mm-hmm. Willis played eight seasons. And in his eighth season, he played six games. Um, so really t- seven full seasons. He was defensive rookie of the year. He was a five-time first-team All-Pro in seven seasons. So that tells you, yes, he's one of the top two guys or whatever his position. Um, he was a one-time second-team All-Pro. And he was a seven-time Pro Bowler. And the argument of he didn't play long enough, that's kind of out the window now with Terrell Davis and Calvin Johnson. And it's going to be with Luke Kuechly too. And we'll get, we'll get in eventually with eight seasons, but the way they, they do the hall of fame is unless there's a surefire guy, you know, Jerry Rice, and Tom Brady, that you're just not going to argue about just whatever the guys, in. you don't have to have a discussion. What they do is they have a discussion about each candidate. And I know Matt Mayoko is someone who's in the room and I know he's, he's, Has discussions. I know he's one of the reasons Terrell Owens got in. A voter told me that. Mayoko did such a good job with Terrell Owens um, because he presents his case. So, but they'll present the case for Willis. And looking this year, this year might be the Willis action, the year Willis gets in because they'll put in players like receivers. They'll put in a receiver this year. They just kind of put somebody in the pecking order, whichever one they put in. And Willis has been waiting at linebackers. And we've seen Zach Thomas and Sam Mills and guys like the guys who I think Willis should, should have made it in over. Yeah. They've been in that, that pecking order as well. So this year, Brian, here, here are the, here are the finalists. And I I don't know if you could tell me five, I have five that I think are going to get in. Julius Peppers. It's his
1: first year, Mm -hmm.
2: Eric Allen, Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Jahari Evans, Dwight Freeney, Antonio Gates. It's his first season being eligible. Rodney Harrison, Devin Hester, Torrey Holt, Andre Johnson, Fred Taylor, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis, Darren Woodson. So those are the 15 finalists. Here's who here's my official prediction of who's getting in.
1: Okay.
2: Jared, I think Jared Allen's going to get in for the pass rushers because it's kind of his turn. He was, he's the been on the ballot the longest. I think he'll get in over Freene and Peppers. Um, just because they're, I think they're gonna put him in, it's his turn. I do think Freeney and Peppers are gonna get in eventually. I'm mm-hmm. gonna say Willie Anderson, just because I think they're gonna put a lineman in. I think Gates mm-hmm. will get in his first time. I think they'll pick a receiver. Mine was Torrey Holt again, because he's been on the ballot the ballot the longest. And I think Willis gets in. I think based on who's there and because Keekly is going to be there next year, I think they, I think the voters may, may put him in this year. So he's going to be my fifth prediction. Um, will i be surprised if he doesn't No, but I'm going to predict that he does.
1: I think I, I agree with, with, with all of that. I, I would, I would say, I, I think they're putting Devin Hester in because he's been he was the best at what he did in NFL history. Um, and so that, you know, that needs to be, you know, that needs to be uh, acknowledged. And is this his first is is this have is this Hester's first? Ballot? No, I think he's
2: been on the ballot. But someone told me who I trust with this stuff. I, uh-huh. He how much did he really impact the game? So he's going to get in. But play yeah. to play eventually, but play to play mm-hmm. down to down. How much does someone who's a specialist like that really affect the game? So they may push other guys over him because of that. That's that's what I was told. I mean, I I,
1: I understand that. I understand that argument. But to me, again, special teams is a part of <laughs> of the game. Right. Right. And he is arguably outside of, you know, kicker, the the most decorated and impressive special teams player in NFL history in terms of what he did in the return game. And again, I think that maybe not this year, but that will have to be acknowledged eventually. I think, I think what's interesting, you know, you, you talked about Willis and and you gave some of the accolades, his rookie year, he made all pro first team, all pro Mm -hmm. his rookie year. Not only that, But his rookie year, he had 136 solo tackles and 174 combined tackles. His rookie year, he was defensive rookie of the year. He was seventh in defensive player of the year, his rookie year. And then he was all pro. uh, He was first team all pro and a pro bowler. The only year he didn't make the pro bowl was the only year that he didn't play a full season. Like that is wild. That is wild. And then, again, like you said, he played seven full seasons. Of those seven, he was first-team All-Pro in five of them. Five.
2: So and he was second-team All-Pro. Every year, yep. yeah.
1: He was second-team All-Pro in... Nope, he never... Oh, yeah, his... Uh, yeah, 2008. His second year. Second team. Yep. His, yeah, his second year, he was second-team. Every other year, so... All-Pro, first-team All-Pro, five years. Second-team All-Pro, one year again just one year that he didn't make all pro was 2013 uh but he still made the pro Bowl uh but he only uh he only played 14 games that season as well um although yeah, in 2011, in 2011 he only it, played yeah. 13. yeah so yeah, that foot issue I think it was yeah which is eventually why he retired mm-hmm. um you know it was his feat and so um yeah I mean I I don't know again if you're talking about was he one of the best one or two at his position? Five of seven years, first team all pro tells you, yes, he was. And so, again, longevity kind of goes out the window now that, you know, there are other players that, you know, have kind of bucked that trend. And to again, to just, to, to play seven full seasons, make seven Pro Bowls, five first team all pros, one second team all pro, Win defensive player of the year, be on the ballot for or sorry, defensive rookie of the year, be on the ballot for defensive player of the year during your rookie season. Like all of that, I think just again, it it just goes to show that you know he affected the game incredibly at his position. Um and, you know, and still was able to stand out even with another all pro next to him in, in Navarro Bowman, which again is yeah is 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 impressive in and of itself so yeah i i don't i don't know what the argument would be outside of he didn't play more than seven years but i, I just don't feel like that's a a valid reason for him not to be in
2: yeah he'll get in eventually i, I just again i think i think with keekley going in next year it's going to muddy the waters a little bit so i, I feel like the voters are going to hopefully push him over this this time but we'll see
0: ebay motors is here for the ride
2: Oh, you know what I wanted to talk to you about? I totally missed this, and I was just checking Twitter the day after. I did not see that the Niners signed Sebastian Joseph Day. And then the next day I saw it, and I was like, holy shit, that is a great move. They need it right now because they're hurting. You know, Eric Armstead's really banged up. They're hurting right now in the middle. The defense, like we said, the past couple games, I saw it, and I was like, wow, phenomenal move. It was a no-brainer for Joseph Day, he said, to come to the Niners he is going to help that run defense immensely Um, could be a big cog to put in there for a playoff run. I was, I was super excited that they signed him.
1: Yeah. It's a, that's a big, a big signing. Um, What's wild is he's a team. He was a team captain for, for San Diego, San Diego. Gosh, dang it. For LA, for the chargers, the San Diego superchargers as Chris Berman used to call them. Um, He was a team captain. He was one of the first signings that Brandon Staley uh, engineered when he came over to the Chargers, uh, signed him from, uh, from the, the Rams, uh, mm-hmm. basically as, as part of, you know, part of his way to install the defense there, uh, is, uh, a, a plus run defender, uh, every year that he's played. And that's exactly what the 49ers need right now, especially with the, yeah. you know, uh, uncertainty of, of Eric Armstead and when he, when he will return. And so I think to, to, to be able to snag him, nobody, nobody claimed him off waivers, which yeah, is shot. interesting. We, we looked shot. up, you know, we looked up his contract, and he has no guaranteed money next year on his deal. He has one more de- one more year left, but there's no guaranteed money. So even if you claimed him off waivers, it's just a prorated portion of his six and a half million dollar base salary this year, and then he has no guaranteed money next year. So you could theoretically cut him and not, not you know, not incur any dead money. Uh, so it's surprising to me that that he cleared waivers.